0: You do that at FirstLibertyGA.com. And by the way, if you're a young banker and want to work with a team that is faith-friendly and has a culture of excellence, First Liberty might be a good match. Reach out to them today. First Liberty Building and Loan. FirstLibertyGA.com. That's FirstLibertyGA.com.
1: And now, it's time for a Deep South legend that's been keeping it real here in Atlanta for over two decades. It's the Buck Baloo Show, only on The Fan. The Fan.
2: Hello and welcome to the Buck Baloo Show. We are live, 680 The Fan Studios in the Battery of Atlanta. Happy holidays, everybody. Hope you're out there getting that shopping done. Nobody shops anymore uh, out and about, right? You do it all online, and then you wait for it to get delivered. I think Road Dogs even doing that these days.
3: I do a mix of both. I've gone in person to uh, some stores, but most of it does come via Amazon. It's our producer, Adam
2: Gillespie, engineer.
3: Derek Thomas in the house, ready to go. How about you, DT? All
2: online?
4: Uh, I will do a little online, but I, honestly, as much as I, some folks want to say we hate going out to the mall, nothing really puts me more in the Christmas spirit than going out Christmas shopping. So yeah, I enjoy it. You just want to go see Santa Claus. Yeah, I love Yeah, I like to see Santa and the, the stores all dressed up in their holiday best. It's fun. Yeah, I can't say I, I do a lot of Christmas shopping. Kelly takes care of all of that.
2: That's nice to have, yeah. Yeah, uh, and we are busy, man. Got the school, trying to finish out the school. We got wrestling, Ooh, yeah. that uh, wrestling time? going on mm-hmm. big time right now. We are busy. Audrey's back home from college. She's working. So we're up early in the morning time, man. And uh, ready to go today. Appreciate you joining the show. we got a big show planned today. We've got Terrence Mathis, a new college football Hall of Famer. One of the all-time great Falcons receivers will join us here coming up in a little bit. And also, we've got Josh Brooks coming on just at the right time. We can talk about that Georgia football schedule that was just released. And some of the boys here in the studio during the uh, in the break room, Already planning trips to go see the dogs play this year. A little surprised Domino is at the front of the line trying to get this done. He wants to go to Austin, Texas to see the Longhorns play Georgia. I have never heard Domino. In the, in the years we've been together
3: here at The Fan, talking about going to see the dogs play. He was raising hell out there, But I think it's more of a, I want to go to Austin and not so much see oh, the dogs, okay. uh-huh. but he can cross that off because the dogs are playing. Or
2: maybe it's that Formula One race they've got going on that same weekend.
4: Headed to Austin for the first time tomorrow. we excited about that. Oh, are you? Yeah. So who's manning the board tomorrow? We got Hoyt coming in? That, yeah, Hoyt will be here all Day tomorrow from six a.m. running the board. No, uh, I'm, I, David Holloway, I believe. Will trust you, all Holloway oh, will well, be in the, huh? I, the Ohio State guy. Yeah, he'll be he'll be yelling about that. I'm sure he's still upset about that. We're going to end the show today talking
2: about Hoyt. I think that's pretty. So looking forward to that. Right know, now, so. though, it's time for the time for the big take. Bucks, big take. Now the word on the street says that Falcons head coach Arthur Smith's job is safe unless there is a late season total collapse
4: now allow me to be real i was just i was just guessing buck is that your reaction to that aren't the falcons already
2: collapsing our team has lost four of the last six games now if that's not a collapse i don't know what one is The NFC South division stinks. Arthur Smith clearly has the most overall talent in the division, by the way. And right now our team is out of the playoffs. The so-called three-year plan as it stands right now has been a failure. And the message to the uninspired Falcons fan base is Art's job is safe. Are you kidding me? What? I must say I'm not surprised. Because my team has been dysfunctional for decades. So five straight losing seasons, uh, not, not exactly a surprise. Bad coaching hires by the front office is a trend. Poor personnel decisions in the draft is a trend. Do you want some evidence? We'll take a look at all those empty seats at MBS on Sunday during Falcon home games. We've got a quarterback who can't play dead in a Western. Our front office would rather have Ritter than Lamar Jackson or Jaden Daniels. Put your arms around that one. The general manager drafts a big-time weapon at number four in the first round and the knucklehead coach wants to make him an inline blocker dysfunctional is what that is the head coach is safe oh please 3 years of losing under arthur smith isn't enough to determine that it's time to move on the falcons must believe the fan base is a bunch of idiots and there's your big take as we get the show started today. And that is brought to you by uh, Dayco Systems, heating and air for your HVAC repair contact locally on Dayco Systems at DaycoSystems.com, keeping Atlanta comfortable one home at a time. Falcons traveling up to Charlotte to take on the Panthers Sunday. Panthers are 1-12. They've lost six games in a row. Falcons 2-4 and four on the road. We're not exactly tearing it up on the road. DT, would you be shocked if the Falcons lost to the Charlotte Panthers Sunday? Shouldn't we
4: be, Buck? Uh, I mean, they're clearly, I not be surprised. clearly the, the worst team in the league. And no, I wouldn't, be, I wouldn't be shocked at all, unfortunately. I would be disappointed, but unfortunately, that's how I feel when I watch the Falcons play most of the time. All right, let's see what's popping.
1: Let's find out what's popping.
2: Shout out and congratulations to the 7A state football champs. Milton taking down Walton 31-21 last night in a really entertaining 7A state final. Totally enjoyed watching that one. Congratulations to Coach Ben Reeves, who appeared on the Buck show yesterday, and his his coaching staff, including Bulldog great Terrence Edwards. Most people felt like Walton would be taking care of business last night. Well, not so much. Walton with a 14-7 lead at halftime. Milton outscored him 24-7 in the second half. Well, I tell you, the Walton quarterback had a tough night. And I really feel bad for Jeremy Heklinski, the Walton quarterback. He had had a tremendous season. A lot of people had him as the state football high school player of the year with the numbers he put up last night, but feeling bad for him. Three interceptions, got sacked three times, got hit hard multiple times, had trouble protecting him last night. Uh, you got to give Milton's defense uh, a lot of credit for what happened last night. They were first team to hold Walton's offense under 24 points this season. They were a scoring machine. And Milton, their scheme, able to shut them down last night. I think one of the big reasons why you look at Milton on defense, they they had three cornerbacks that could flat-out cover. So they locked down the Walton receivers. And Hekolinski didn't have a lot of open receivers to throw the ball to. Forced it in there a few times. Ended up costing Walton. Milton quarterback Luke Nickel, he was the Buck Belusio High School Football Player of the Year. 19 of 25, 200-plus yards passing with a touchdown. Also uh, got that ball over the goal line, uh, running uh, one in in a uh, quarterback sneak situation. Congratulations to our High School Football Player of the Year, Luke Nickel. Had a tremendous season. And really stepped up in the state playoffs. Milton beat number two Walton last night. They beat number three Colquitt County, the boys from Moultrie. And they beat number six Grayson in their run to the state championship. Uh, Enjoyed the coverage. Both here on the radio side, 680 the fan all over. And I saw Brandon Joseph. Down there on the field last night getting some post game. BJ always doing a great job. Yeah, BJ back in town working for us. That was great to see. And on the T V side, G P uh Beat, Glenn Diamond, Kevin Gurkey, Matt Stewart,
4: and all those guys doing a great so job boys, on the T V uh, side. Wiley Ballard over there too. Yeah, always Wiley Ballard getting job. some work in. Yeah. Mooneyham and all the guys around here doing a Great coverage, and uh, as you mentioned, yeah, we got some really good games, too, so they, they were fun to watch.
2: Yeah, so congratulations to the state champs. Milton, Thomas County Central coming up from South Georgia taking care of business in 6A. Coffee County out of South Georgia. Douglas, Georgia, 5A state champs. Perry winning their first state title in 4A. Cedar Grove getting it done again. 3A, that went down early yesterday afternoon. Cedar Grove with a great-looking team. Uh, Pierce County in double A. The Pierce County Bears getting it done in triple overtime. Really exciting game there. Bowden with back-to-back state titles and Prince Avenue winning back-to-back two at the 1A level. Memories uh, that will last a lifetime when you win a state championship in the state of Georgia playing football, high school football, doesn't get any better than that. So shout out and congratulations to all those guys. And my heart goes out to those guys that came up a little bit short. Still a lifetime experience. All right, coming back on the other side, we got Terrence Mathis uh, will join me, and we'll talk about the Falcons and the great experience that he just had as a college football Hall of Famer. Josh Brooks, a little later, too, is the uh, J. Reed Parker, Director of Athletics at Georgia, will join us. Did you see that Georgia Bulldogs schedule drop? We'll talk about that. And a little Braves talk before the show's over today. you got the Buck Blue Show here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7.
0: You do that at FirstLibertyGA.com. And by the way, if you're a young banker and want to work with a team that is faith-friendly and has a culture of excellence, First Liberty might be a good match. Reach out to them today. First Liberty Building and Loan. FirstLibertyGA.com. That's FirstLibertyGA.com. 680 The Fan, Atlanta's Holiday Station, is proud to present the Christmas hits of Buck Blue. You're
2: a meme. Mr. Grinch, chestnuts roasting on an open fire,
1: silent night, holy night. Yes, you'll get Buck's entire collection, including these favorites. Have a holly jolly Christmas, it's the
2: best time of the year. Let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. I saw mommy kissing
0: Santa Claus. Call now and get a bonus disc. Chuck Oliver sings disco hits absolutely free. Dancing Queen
2: yourself a merry little Christmas. And that's coming from the Baloo family and everybody here at 680 The Fan. Have a merry Christmas everyone.
4: To order Buck Ballou Sings Christmas it's called 404-231-1680. That's 404-231-1680 with rush delivery available for Christmas. You know, Buck, I always appreciated you and Rob and the station, including Chuck. Uh, Chuck and some of his hits. Yeah, he's, well. uh, yeah, he's a talented. He's gone very well. Talented singer, just as you are.
2: Yeah, don't mm-hmm. want people to forget the book either. Inside the Hedges: The Story of the 1980 National Championship Team from the Quarterbacks' Perspective, and make a perfect gift this Christmas for the Bulldog fan in your life. You can find that at InsideTheHedges.com. dot com. I'm the author of that, by the way. Inside the Hedges. Com. Let's go to the Hobson & Hobson Newsmaker line, bring on one of my favorite Falcons players of all time, Stone Mountain native and the pride of Redan High School back in the day, new College Football Hall of Famer, wide receiver Terrence Mathis joins us on the show. Terrence, congratulations on the College Football Hall of Fame induction. Went down, a, what, uh, December the 5th out in Vegas, man. Looked like you guys had a great time out
5: there. I did. First of all, good morning. I did. It was, it was a special, special event. Uh, It was really awesome for my family. You know, um, it it was incredible to see your former head coach, your receiver coach, former teammates, you know, even my uh, college roommate when I was 18 as a freshman at the University of New Mexico came and it was it was just special, man. It was really special.
2: Terrence, we got uh, the first National Signing Day coming up next Wednesday. Take us back to uh, you at Redan High School, and you're coming out and you uh, signed with New Mexico. Go play for the Lobos out there. Take us back to that day and time in your life, and tell us about that.
5: Well, when when you know when I was in high school. You know, recruiters would come by. I would come out of class, go meet recruiters whatsoever. And I remember one incident I was pulled out of class, and everybody was excited that the school was there. And I met the recruiting coach or whoever he was at the time, and we shook hands. And he was telling me, you know, how great I looked on film and all this. Then he proceeded to tell me that I was way too small to play at the University of Tennessee or in the SEC. And I was like, wow. And I, it upset me. So, Goodness. So through through that recruiting period, I I was passed over by a lot of teams. Your your school, uh, Buck, asked me to come on as a priority walk-on as a cornerback. Oh, when Lord. I, I, and I was like, I can't play corner in the SEC at 145 pounds. <laughs> so I was like, ah, I don't think I want to do that. So signing day came and gone for me, and it was funny because at the time Georgia Southern was recruiting me, and Tracy Ham. I was a quarterback in high school, also. So Tracy Ham was the quarterback, and I was supposed to go replace him, and it didn't happen. But the coach that the author, the coordinator that re- recruited me, he went to New Mexico the University of New Mexico, and he kept recruiting me. And, but I didn't sign my scholarship until June 11th, 1985. And I signed it that morning, and that afternoon I graduated from high school. (laughs) So I signed the last scholarship they had uh, in June. Two months later, I was on campus.
2: And you had a great career out there, over 250 catches, 4,000 yards receiving, 36 touchdowns, 6,000 all-purpose yards. I would imagine that you were motivated by those recruiters that, uh, like the guy from Tennessee that told you you were too small, too slow to ever play uh, D1 football. That must have motivated you, been a great motivator for you.
5: Well, it was. Um It really, really was, and I wore that for uh, until I retired from football. Because you know, all your life they tell you you're not big enough, you're not strong enough, you're not fast enough, and I wanted to prove a point throughout my football career. It's and it's amazing because when I was at the University of New Mexico, we had a chance to play Tennessee my sophomore year. We played Nebraska my freshman year. We played. Arkansas, Florida. So I played in the Southeast a few times um, through my college career and had really, really good games. And it was funny because at the end of my career, going to all the award shows and getting all these awards, a lot of uh, SEC coaches would say, how do we let you get out the South? <laughs> and I would tell them, I'd say, you guys said I was too small. <laughs> So that you know, it was it was remarkable. You know that week in Vegas, had, you had time to reminisce and go back to the journey from the first day you hit campus to the last day you were there, and it was just amazing being around um, guys that that were were inducted also, like Tim Tebow and Reggie Bush and Brian Westbrook and Jeremy Macklin, Robert Gallery, and it was just a Derek Johnson from Texas. It was just awesome, man. It was an awesome, awesome time.
2: College Football Hall of Famer Terrence Mathis joins, on, joins us on the Hobson and Hobson Newsmaker line. Uh, you know, a lot of these kids that go away, especially the ones that go away a little bit of uh, distance from home, they get a little homesick. And is it true, your mom, you you wanted to at some point come back, as I understood it, and your mom said, no way, man. You're just, You're staying there. Yeah, you are not coming back home.
5: <laughs> that is true. I called my mom Collect every single day. So about week two, she said, boy, stop calling me Collect. Grow up, and you're going to stay there. And and, <laughs> and, I was, and I was like, oh, wow. Mom. And when mom said you're going to do something, <laughs> you better do it. And I said, okay, I better grow up. I got to find my way. I got to find my way. But come to find out later, she said it hurted me to tell you to stop calling me every day because I wanted to hear your voice every day, but I needed to tell you that so you can grow. And I was like, "Thank you, mom."
2: <laughs> Thirteen-year career in the National Football League. We got we enjoyed watching you here with the Falcons from '94 to 2001. Had that Super Bowl appearance in 1998. Had a touchdown in that game, Super Bowl 33, as I recall. Uh, what a great career and. Uh, Terrence says, I remember you playing for the Falcons, man. I thought, uh, what a great route runner, a guy that was tough. He wouldn't mind working the middle of the field, making that tough catch and taking the hit. Uh, Great hands. Um, How do you reflect on your skill set and why you were able to make it so uh, big time in the National Football League?
5: Well, you know, in college, I played in two systems. I I played in a running shoot my freshman, sophomore year and then played in the West Coast offense my junior and senior year. And as you know, uh, just coming out of school, I was prepared because I played in two schemes that prepared me to play at a high level. Now, you know, working in the middle, I remember my freshman year in college, I caught a ball across the middle and got smacked. Helmet flew off, mouthpiece flew out. I went one way, but the thing is I held on to the ball, and I opened my eyes and I said, "I'm still alive." <laughs> I said, I'm not dead. <laughs> Might and as well catch said, it if it, you're going
2: to get hit, right?
5: Yeah, I said. So if that didn't, as a 18 year old freshman, I said if that didn't kill me, I said I can do this thing. So you know, I you know a lot of guys get hit like that and don't want to do it anymore. But I said that was the only way I was going to make money um, and and play a long time to do things that other people didn't want to do. And I said, Well, I make money between these between the numbers here and the have to play outside. I can do that also. So that was the thing for me because I knew that, you know, being in the slot sometimes and working the middle, uh, you're gonna have mismatches against safeties and linebackers and we took advantage of that for thirteen years.
2: That 98 Super Bowl run, uh, Falcons fans totally will uh, always remember the the win against the Vikings and sending us to the Super Bowl there. Uh, Chris Chandler, the quarterback, getting you that rock a lot that season, played for Dan Reeves. How important, uh, how close do you hold that one season to you there, uh, making that run to the Super Bowl with the Falcons in 98?
5: It's It's funny because... You you played 13 years in the league and, you know, for me, there's only a few seasons that I really remember that. Well, when I say remember, really, you know, keep dear to my heart. Of course, your rookie year, you always want to remember that one. The year I came to from the Jets to here to Atlanta and went to the Pro Bowl and was an all-pro. And then it's the Super Bowl year. Um, that year was, Phenomenal because, uh, as you know, we just celebrated the 25th anniversary of that team. And then when we got together, you realize how close that team was, um, how much we really liked each other, loved each other, wanted to be around each other. And it was amazing how it, I think the most important thing about that year is how Dan treated us. He treated us like men. He gave us respect. He he gave ownership to the captains and to some of the veterans of the team. He wasn't, you know, uh, all over us and helicoptering us whatsoever. So we had an opportunity to come together and do something very special. You know, the only thing that you regret is not winning that game. But at the end of the day, you know, we look back and say, hey, we was the first to do it in franchise history. And we've done some things that a lot of, Players have never had an opportunity to do that. Played this game, so it was a special, special time, special, special year. And you know, the NFC Championship game was probably one of the top five all the time. Um, beating a team that people thought you shouldn't have beaten. Uh, so it was, you know, just thinking about that whole season, and man, it was just, it was just phenomenal, phenomenal. All right,
2: the current Falcons uh, with five straight losing seasons, and here we are six and seven. I wanted to first ask you about Drake London, though, uh, the top receiver for the Falcons right now, first-round pick. He's gotten off to a pretty good start in his NFL career. What are your thoughts on uh, Drake London and his skill set?
5: I think he has so, so much potential. Uh, he he can be a superstar in this league, Um He's close, and I, I think that uh, I'm not, you know, look, I'm going to say this, but I'm not, you know, talking bad about anybody whatsoever, but I think once he gets um, someone that can teach him the details, the fine-tune of route running and, and where he needs to be and how to beat certain man-to-man coverages, how to beat bump a little bit better Um He's going to be outstanding. He's going to be outstanding. Uh, I think his game could uh, evolve to uh, a different level. If, if if someone gets their hands on him and makes sure they teach him everything he needs to know about that position and, and show him of how to use his body. And his, he has good enough speed to run by people teach you the fine tunes of, of
2: playing that position. Yeah, a lot of great receivers have played for the Falcons. Uh, yourself, obviously, Roddy and Julio with some big numbers. Uh, Alfred Jenkins was a favorite as a kid. Uh, Ryzen came through here and made some big noise. Michael Haynes, Wallace Francis. Our own Brian Fennerin made some noise there with the Falcons. There uh, have been a lot of great receivers that have come through. Uh, Mike Smith, uh, Matt, and Julio, man, they uh, – they really entertained us for a number of years, almost got us that Super Bowl title a few years back. What do you make of what's going on right now? Five straight losing seasons, and this this season looks like it uh, could be trending down here at the end also. How do we get this turned around, Terrence? Well, it,
5: it has to be um, from the opening kickoff, actually before that. As you're out there warming up, as you're out there stretching, whatever, you know, getting pregame, whatsoever, there got to be a sense of urgency. It has to be one of whatever it takes, find a way. Whatever it takes, find a way. Uh, fast starts, you know, there's going to be ebb and flows in the game. Overcome those. Make better adjustments, in-game adjustments, and finish games. That's what it comes down to. I, I have yet to see four full quarters from offense, special teams, and defense. And, and I think that's where it's lacking. You know, we have – I don't know. I don't understand. It seemed like we've seen this movie over and over again. Every game, let's get it to the fourth quarter and have a chance to win. And that's not the way to play football in this in this nfl not today's game i think you know we got to find a way to is let's get up early and stay up and 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 not try to milk the clock and 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 play field position games in the middle of the game i think just play football to win here's the thing my philosophy is the team you're playing against is professionals too their job is to stop you not for you to say well we scored enough let's slow the game no 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 keep playing is their job to stop you if they're mad that you're scoring well they need to be mad at themselves that they didn't stop you and i don't think i don't think we have the mentality right now to just say hey let's just put our foot on the gas and keep going until the clock hits zeroes. and 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 that's what i see and as you said we're we're probably at the same spot we have been the last 2 years um as you know, as, and again, Buck, I'm not talking about anybody, but at again, are we being, are, are, is this team getting better? Defensively, we're much better, but offensively, is it getting better? Are these young players being developed? We see, we see flashes of greatness, this and that, and we see guys disappear for two or three weeks. So, are these guys getting developed to the point where uh, they're consistent? And we consistently get them ball and we consistently moving the chains and we consistently scoring touchdowns. And I just haven't seen that. So I don't know what changes, but, but here it is. You, you have a lifeline. You know, the Falcons still have a lifeline. They have a chance. So go out and just play like you have nothing to lose and see what happens instead of playing like not to lose to keep in the fight of the playoffs. That's that's what I see. That's what I see, Buck.
2: College Football Hall of Famer Terrence Mathis, former Falcons. Great. Terrence, it's been great getting to know you here uh, through the years and really respect you and, and just so happy to see you go in that College Football Hall of Fame. Well-deserved. And we appreciate you spending some time with us today on the show.
5: Well, thank you. One, one other thing. Buck, what are you eating that looks so young? I seen you yesterday. I felt old.
2: We're over there in that salad department. <laughs>
5: okay. That's where I'm going to be from now on.
2: All right. We'll Thank see you. so you. much. Hope Appreciate to see it. you soon, Terrence. Thanks so much. Yeah. Terrence yeah. Mathis, man, getting it done for the Falcons and uh, New Mexico. Uh, the pride of Reed Dan High School. What a great player. Atlanta sports fan, this one is for you. Hexhead continues spreading the holiday spirit with their new 15% off all-in-stock art for that man cave you've got. Officially licensed, handcrafted metal wall art featuring your favorite Georgia sports teams. Talking about the Braves, Falcons, Hawks, your national champion, Georgia Bulldogs. They've got tech, tech uh, gear also. Right now, you can get 15% off all-in-store art. Use that keyword, stock 15. Stock 15 and get the perfect gift. For the sports fan in your life, visit HexheadArt.com and use the code to get 15% off and celebrate the season in style. Hexhead, making every game a home game. Let's get to the top five.
1: The best in college football and the NFL. Five, five, four, four, three, three, two, two, one. It's time. For Buck Baloo's Top 5. Presented by your locally owned and operated Ace Hardware. Find your neighborhood store at acehardware.com.
4: All right, Buck, happy holidays. We've been in the holiday spirit today. So we'll start off with the classic cliche uh, Christmas question for you. Who is this year's Mr. Grinch in sports? Gosh, it's got to be Draymond Green. Oh God, that's a great answer. <laughs> My goodness, Draymond.
2: The,
5: Gr-
4: the Grinch never actually like hurt anybody. He just stole all their presents. He didn't go around smacking people. Well, you know, people. he didn't mean to do it. <laughs> oh, of co- oh, yeah, it was yeah just yeah, no, an yeah. accident. Yes, of course, yeah, of course, <laughs> because Draymond not like he has a history of any of this kind of stuff so
2: yeah you know and i've been thinking for the longest of time that he needs to be suspended indefinitely cuz it doesn't seem like any of these you know going to suspend him 3 games or whatever has made an impact on Draymond Green and we continue to see uh, see this goon like behavior out of Draymond i'm sick and tired of seeing it and I hope he's going to have to go away for a
4: long, a long time. Yeah, well, it's a Christmas miracle. You got it. He's suspended for, we'll see how long. Um. All right, but well, speaking of bad moments, what was your worst moment in Now, why sports? do you want to go I there? mean, I, I, we got to ask you the tough questions. Tough questions here. We, we keep it real here on the Buck Blue Show. Well, watching a lot of these uh, high school state football
2: championship games here over the last three days. Bring up some memories. Bad memory. Oh, no. And, in fact... My worst memory as an athlete was losing the state championship game my senior year. Played at Valdosta High School. And we were in Athens. We played in Clark Central's backyard. Oh, and Clark Central. we, we were down 16-14, time running out in the game. And we drove the length of the field and made it down to the one-yard line. Oh, God. Down 16 to 14. And we missed a chip shot field goal shorter than an extra
4: point. That on is the final uh, play of the game. That's devastating. Last get last Bad game your high from school center. Career. I oh, was the holder. It was the snap. I had to jump
2: up and get it. The timing was blown. Our kicker sails it off to the right. Ugh. And I'll tell you what, it's uh some memory that will, you know, it often motivated me. We went on to win the Natty at Georgia, obviously. But I'll tell you, that that loss to Clark Central in the state championship game still
4: haunts me today. Yeah, that's gut-wrenching. And yeah, not like you still think about it, huh? All right, Unless somebody brings it up. (laughs) Let's turn the page. And uh, how about, what is your next epic college football sports story you've got your eye on? Well, I think it's going to be Nick
2: Saban retiring after the college football playoff run for Alabama. Whether it's losing in the semifinal or winning or losing the national championship game. Gone. Just, uh, and I think there's some murmurs going around, some whispers going around that this could be it for Nick Saban. Gone. I think that would be the next epic college football sports story right there. Nick Saban, the GOAT, retiring. After this Alabama football season, we're going to see
4: two of the goats: Bill Belichick yeah, and going Nick out Saban. At the same time, Is man. that going to happen? Yeah, that's a wow, pretty epic story. You're not you ain't. How do lying. you replace those guys? Yeah, you don't, right? That's and and I certainly wouldn't want to be the guy that does replace either one of those. Is that right? Sound? Um, all right, but. Florida investigating the college football committee because the Knolls were left out. I was kind of upset about it, too, but this seems kind of silly. We're going to get anything from this uh, committee investigation? Well. What's going to come out? What's going to come out of this? Uh, We, uh, you know, the secret vote
2: is a concern for me. Why why can't you folks vote? say that? Why can't we
4: have a little transparency in this, right? I mean, the committee's a sham. And then they they send the one guy Boo Corrigan, out there to, to try and explain and everything. And his brother worked for ESPN and he never answers any of the questions.
2: Yeah, the secret vote I I don't agree with that and that should be public. Basically, the committee's a sham. That's what the investigation, if it reveals anything, that's what it will will reveal. That that whole committee's a sham.
4: Shock jock. Hey, Buck, let's close out the top five. We just talked to Terrence Mathis, one of my personal favorites growing up. So, who was your favorite Falcons player as you were uh, as a young football enthusiast down in South Georgia? Steve Barkowski. Hey, that's a pretty good answer, huh? Man, I'll tell you what. That legend
2: of Steve when he was playing at Cal, the college level, uh, the legend of Barkowski was he could throw the ball 100 yards, the length of the football field. It's pretty far. That is the first thing I remember that's about hearing far. about uh, Steve Barkowski. And then obviously drafted in the first round by the Atlanta Falcons. And as a young quarterback, In South Georgia, playing for Valdosta High School, man. I tried to uh, copy uh, Steve's hairstyle. I uh, tried to copy the release, throwing the football, spinning the football around. Now, I wasn't 6'4", so I couldn't mimic that. But I was totally in with Steve Barkowski. He was my favorite. That's not a bad one to uh, emulate right there. Yeah, and a great guy. I've been able to get to know Steve a little bit through the years. Play a little golf with Steve. Uh, just the greatest guy in the world, man. Uh, yeah, Steve Barkowski was my fave. Top
1: five on six eighty the fan, Atlanta's sports station.
2: Well, we had uh, we had Jay Reed Parker, director of athletics at the University of Georgia, Josh Brooks lined up to come on the show today. I guess something's going down. Unable to come on the show, but we do have the roundtable.
1: Proud to be the official sports talk station of the dogs. And it's time for Bulldog Roundtable with Buck Balloon. 25-20, 49-15, 10-5. Get in there! Touchdown! Bulldog Roundtable is proudly presented by Georgia's own credit union. Georgia Pack and Load, Finley Roofing, and by attorney Ken Nugent.
5: And that's gonna be the ballgame.
1: Georgia will win this ballgame only on the fan. 680 and 937 FM.
2: table you see where that georgia football schedule's been released bring it on but looks right, like so fun. the dogs nobody's going to be talking about their weak schedule this year well in so. 2024 next year nobody's going to be talking about the schedule being weak in 2024 georgia going to open with clemson here in atlanta in the uh, kickoff game looking forward to seeing that clemson and georgia getting together. Man, I uh, get excited to see that every single time that happens. It's the dead gum mistake. SEC schedule: Georgia's going to open in Lexington, taking on Kentucky and Brock Vandegrift, who is now transferred to Kentucky. That will be a game to look forward to. I'm sure Brock Vandegrift's looking forward to it. Be an open date after that, and then Georgia will go to Tuscaloosa to take on Alabama. Alabama with a uh, new head football coach. If Saban does retire, man, that'll add a little something to that matchup. Early in the season, too. Georgia and Alabama, man, that's going to be awesome. Georgia will be back home at Sanford Stadium playing Auburn after the Alabama game. And then Mississippi State comes to town. Looking forward to seeing my daughter, and uh, looks like Braden. My uh, oldest son will be... uh, Looks like going to Mississippi State, so we'll have to get a couple of tickets to that matchup between the Hedges at Sanford Stadium. After that one, Georgia will travel to Texas, Austin, Texas, to take on the Longhorns, their first year in conference. Boy, I tell you, Georgia fans right now, just like Chris Domino. is he a Georgia fan? Domino? he just wants to go to the game.
3: I think he's an Austin, Texas fan. Austin,
2: Texas fan. Well... They are uh, fans all over the place now that the schedule's out and it's official. Scrambling to get a hotel room near Austin, Texas for that matchup. Sounds like that ship has sailed, basically, for everybody from what I've heard. Might want to take an RV out there and just sleep sleep in the car. Open date after the uh, Texas trip, and then Georgia heads down to Jacksonville to take on the Florida Gators, put a W next to that one. Back home to take on Ole Miss back in... uh, Well, no, that will be in Oxford. So Georgia at Ole Miss coming off the Florida game, then back home to take on the Tennessee Volunteers to wrap up the SEC schedule. Uh, Georgia Tech will be at home to wrap up the regular season.
3: Now, did you see what Tim Tebow said last night as the releases were coming out? He said when it comes to rivalry week, Georgia gets it easy because they get to play Tech as compared to some of the other rivalries around the SEC. Easy. That's what he said. He said they get it easier than some of the other teams because they get to play Tech. uh, Tebow's
2: a college football analyst. He should know that that Tech has got it turned around under Brent Key. They're going to a bowl game, for crying out loud. How's that going to be easy? Come on, Tim. We expect more out of you, man.
3: I kind of feel it the same.
2: Well, it is bowl season, and the fan ESPN Atlanta 103.7 and Georgia's own credit union are bringing you full bowl game coverage all month long. Tune in to ESPN Atlanta 103.7 and the College Football Voice of the South. That would be 680 the fan. For full coverage of bowl season, including the live call of some of the biggest games out there, our bowl coverage presented by Georgia's own credit union, Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA, and word-of-mouth restaurants. We'll come back, wrap things up with a little Braves mention. Got the Blue Show here on the fan, 680 and
0: 93.7. Is this the year you want to grow your business? Do you want to expand your team, build a new office? Hey, it's Tug, and I want to tell you about First Liberty Building and Loan. Aren't you exhausted by going to lenders, building a relationship, and a week later, you're dealing with a new person? You won't have to with First Liberty Building and Loan. The Frost family has been helping businesses grow since the 90s, and they can help you, too. They know the patterns, they know the ebbs and flows, and they know business. Now the Frost family wants to know you. FirstLibertyGA.com. Buying a building, building a building, buying a franchise, or expanding. Reach out and spend 10 minutes with them. See if you're a fit for them and if they're a fit for you. FirstLibertyGA.com. By the way, if you're a young banker and you want to work with a team that's faith-friendly with a culture of excellence, First Liberty might be a good match. Reach out to First Liberty Building and Loan at FirstLibertyGA.com. That's FirstLibertyGA.com.
1: Time for the final word. Brought to you by Howard Brothers, keeping Georgia green since 1955.
2: All right, that's going to do it for me. I'm out of time. Nick and Chris coming up next. Have a great rest of the day, everybody.
3: Thank you, Buck.
0: Is this the year you want to grow your business? Do you want to expand your team, build a new office? Hey, it's Tug, and I want to tell you about First Liberty Building and Loan. Aren't you exhausted by going to lenders, building a relationship, and a week later, you're dealing with a new person? You won't have to with First Liberty Building and Loan. The Frost family has been helping businesses grow since the 90s, and they can help you too. They know the patterns, they know the ebbs and flows, and they know business. Now the Frost family wants to know you. FirstLibertyGA.com. Buying a building, building a building, buying a franchise, or expanding. Reach out and spend 10 minutes with them. See if you're a fit for them and if they're a fit for you. FirstLibertyGA.com. By the way... If you're a young banker and you want to work with a team that's faith-friendly with a culture of excellence, First Liberty might be a good match. Reach out to First Liberty Building and Loan at firstlibertyga.com. That's firstlibertyga.com.